You are about to hear part of a conversation I had with author and journalist Joe Keita during the planning phase of this podcast. I hit the record button during our second meeting just in case we captured any aha moments that would help me moving forward. And we certainly did. The biggest being that I was simply trying way too hard. Hi, I'm Kate Caraha. The Patio Podcast is a wistful exploration of my hometown's enduring attachment to Hess's department store. I'm on a quest to understand Allentown, Pennsylvania's multi-generational interest in one single place. The Patio Podcast is a new collection of Hess's memories, meant for the here and now. Conversation with Joe Keita only at Hess's. Joe Keita is a longtime journalist and former executive writer for Men's Health. He is the author of six books. He's also the father of one of my closest friends. And while I've known Joe and his son for at least 30 years, it wasn't until the last five years that I've seen or really spoken to Joe a handful of times. I knew from his son that pre-COVID, Joe Keita and his wife were enjoying traveling and teaching courses on cruise ships. Joe was teaching memoir writing. So don't ask me where I got the confidence to <laughs> make Joe the very first person I ever told about about my idea to create a Hess's podcast. I will admit I asked for his email address more than 17 months before I actually sent him an email. So just before I was approaching day 530 of having his email address, I saw a social media post from someone dressed up as a Hess's waitress for this past Halloween, so October of 2022. And a switch just flipped, even though I had been thinking about somehow documenting the Hess brothers story for the community online, whether it was a YouTube series, a vlog, and a podcast have grown in popularity. Um, the switch flipped. I just knew that now is the time to get this idea out of my head. And Joe was someone who I thought, if he thinks it's a good idea, perhaps I will pursue it. So Joe and I uh, got on a Zoom together and I asked him kind of my most burning question, how do I create a memoir of a place that I love, but I barely remember? Over Zoom, I told Joe that the public interest in the whereabouts of uh, the Hesse's chandeliers was always very intriguing to me. Uh, there was a couple news articles or blogs and things posted on Facebook over the years in the comments section. I would just come through them and people had were either so proud that they owned one. They said they knew a neighbor who had one or they saw one here once. It was just this some lore about these chandeliers. So maybe it was part of this podcast, I would track them down and have conversations with their owners, kind of explore their journey from the Ninth and Hamilton ceiling to their current location. Having studied journalism myself and being an avid podcast listener, 
I saw the chandeliers as the thread that would give this series its shape, its continuity, and make it easier for listeners to follow along. Having that single object as a theme would almost provide a boundary for myself. I knew that tapping into the Hess's legacy was going to take me deep, and I knew that I would get lost if I wasn't careful. While the chandeliers would be the common thread, my goal was to use them really only as a jumping off point to understand the human interest side of why Hesses still means so much to its community, to my community. I've lived in three Pennsylvania cities, including Allentown, Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia. And since returning to Allentown in 2014, the constant mention of Hesses in a wide range of scenarios has always stood out to me. And I've just been collecting those instances in my head for all those years. Joe liked the idea of the chandeliers as well. And he told me that as a writer and a book editor, the stories that seem to do better than memoirs are the quests, a story where there is a quest. And in my head, I said, bingo, that's the word I have been looking for. Memoir was not the right word, but I knew... Joe had enough experience to get me there. So then we decided I'm on a quest now to track down the chandeliers and shed light on the elements that have contributed to Hess's department store's amazing staying power. Through the journey of finding the chandeliers, we would expose, you know, what we all love and miss about it and explore the nostalgia. (laughs) Joe's only other question for me was why? Why, with owning my own business, parenting two young boys, coaching soccer, recently moving into a new home and being on the PTO, why would I want to add something like this to my plate? And there are two reasons. I told him I'm an avid collector and picker and thrifter, flea marketer, auction shopper, you name it. But I'm simply at a stage in life where I do not need more stuff. During the pandemic, I was interviewed for a Discover Lehigh Valley blog about the best places to secondhand shop. And talking about that world and the collecting culture in our area lit me up inside. There were other ways I could be a part of that world and this hobby that I love so much without buying more stuff. I could talk about it. I could educate others who are curious about that. Uh, it's not even a subculture. It's just part of our culture here in the Lehigh Valley. And I could educate those who are curious but intimidated by estate sales and auction houses and help them understand you know, what's expected and just give them a little bit of confidence boost to check it out. Second, you know, find me in any Lehigh Valley fire hall, yard sale, or auction, and you have found me in my happiest place on earth. You know, it's never been lost on me that I'm often the youngest person at some of those places. And I'm not the youngest person at a yard sale, but I'm usually one of two or three millennial females who are outside the house at 7.55 a.m. next to, you know, 10 to 15 men who are have at least 30 more years of experience than me. I'm also a maximalist. I love old stuff. I love the opulence of a place like Hess's. And that fact, combined with the truth I'm a digital creator by trade, I would find myself hearing the question in my head, if not me, then who? 
I feel a real sense of responsibility to continue Hess's legacy in this spoken word audio format so it can be found by a new audience. Talking about Hess's department store in a podcast gives it perhaps a third and fourth life because other authors and other historians and former employees have done such a fabulous job over the last 23 years of keeping its legacy alive. However, I made it, as much as I love all this, I made it 100% clear to Joe at that time, and I made it clear to myself that I was not going to be producing a history lesson. I would not be spewing facts from Wikipedia. I would not be copying what was already said in the PBS documentary, The Hollywood on Hamilton. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's great. And by God, if any interview went on for too long about strawberry pie, I would cut the microphone cord myself. So that answer, you know, sold Joe on my passion. And he told, told me I was onto something and offered whatever professional advice he could give whenever I needed it. So within a few weeks after that Zoom, I had a logo, I had a website, I had guests scheduled, I had a recording space, I had three podcasting mics, original music on the way, and really the enthusiasm surrounding me. And the more I got into it, and the more I learned something was seemed off about my original approach. So I needed to circle back with Joe. I asked if our next meeting could be recorded because I had all this new equipment and I had about six days to learn how to use it before my first interview. And I knew that if anyone could provoke a thoughtful response from me um, and help me understand what was off and what I was feeling, it would be Joe. So this is that conversation. So, you know, this whole area of, of these classic, you know, department stores and the memories that, that people have of them, I think is, is very rich, rich mm-hmm. to mine. And, you know, you start with Hess's and who knows where, where it might lead. Right. I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal interest is, Hess's. is not yeah. there yet. Yeah. You know, it's funny just hearing you say that and me saying I'm not interested in department stores. <laughs> I remember... I worked on Broad Street in Philadelphia at two different places my entire career before moving back to the Lehigh Valley. And I would go to Macy's on, was it Walnut Street or Chestnut Street, almost every lunch break because mm. it was in the beautiful building. It um, The organ was there, and I just loved to walk around. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do like it more than, I, than I'm like— Pausing well, to realize, you know, we we have have lost that part of our culture, mm-hmm. uh, and now we've lost the mall culture, I think, as well. So, so that part of our society and our culture, which was, you know, we're all so nostalgic about, maybe that's one of the reasons because we don't have what you used to experience on your lunch break, and and that was just a nice break to your day, and it was special. Uh, and it made you feel maybe, you know, a class or two above where you were. Mm-hmm. You could look at the stuff that mm-hmm. maybe one day you'll be able to afford. As I'm listening to you talk, Kate, you know, maybe the idea and the focus here is much simpler than, than we've been discussing. Um, you know, you could <laughs> devote each podcast to one guest who is, you know, unique in, in mm-hmm. some type of way, who just has a great Hess's nostalgic story and and just let them tell that story, you know, with a few 
poignant questions, that's going to make people smile. Their remembrance right. uh, will bring back memories of their own. Right. So it could be that that simple. Yeah. I mean, maybe we don't need to go on a quest for all exactly. the chandeliers. Maybe we don't need right. to, to delve into the, the business and, side of it. And that's what I said to you a couple emails ago. I, I think it was after I talked to the gentleman at Lehigh University who's helping me and then my husband, I was like, oh, I think me and Joe were the only ones who's talked about this and instantly thought of that narrated nonfiction, um, journalist style, mm-hmm. six episodes are one story. And no one else was, everyone else was seeing it as you and I are talking about a different thing each episode. And number one just interviewing one person a week on a different thing and not having to go back and like connect the dots and make mm-hmm. a whole like feature story about it takes up a lot less time. Mm-hmm. You can pump out an episode a week doing that. The only thing it has to be somewhere in between to, to begin because I mean, people are coming out of the woodwork with the exact same memory. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I've had to like not, not protect myself, but I am being very, like mindful or the chandeliers i'm going to still pursue that however i think this will end up being what you're what you're saying yeah, and you know and, and it's not like we are getting rid of that idea mm-hmm. you know i think um we build momentum with the with this very simple nostalgic approach yeah different guests each week and then you know down the road there's always that opportunity if exactly. You, if you want to go on a, on a mysterious quest yes. because we've already built the audience. Right, exactly. And that's, yeah, that's a good, really, really good point. I like purposefully in picking topics and questions that are not repetitive of the same, the same memories that people have been sharing for years in the only documented publications and videos and um, morning call articles I'm seeing. However, that's a, kind of a snotty thing for me to say because I'm reading the books right now. I'm re- I'm consuming mm-hmm. all this history mm-hmm. and I'm seeing it repeating and all these stories. So I'm like, I want to be different. But like this is commu- a community service project mm-hmm. right now. At, right now. Yeah. I have to teach the people the history. If that's what I'm trying to preserve is these, you have to at some point let a person like Frank or someone just talk. Mm-hmm. Tell us the details. Tell us what you remember because then that's the true community service of taking the history that is in old morning call articles or in people's minds and putting it on this new digital platform. Mm-hmm. So I there will, I think, be a time where – People call in or I have a Zoom, two Zooms a week, and you there's really no editing. You're just talking to whoever and get it up there. And again, I'm also judging by like Facebook comments I'm seeing of what seems like a similar – everyone has a similar thing to say. But they're not – when I'm talking, I'm sure there are stories deeper. Um, and then I can ask questions. Why did your grandmother drive from here to here mm-hmm. and take you there when all I'm seeing is everyone saying, my grandmother took me here? My, you know, I can learn a little bit more about the people. Mm-hmm. I know that this is all this is going to be a people story, you know, yeah, um, without a doubt. Yeah, as I'm sure they all are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the history I know will come through and I would not be doing Hess's a service if I tried so hard to get that the details out. We'll see where it goes. It's really exciting. Yeah, no, you're onto something. So you think you got what from here? Yeah, or? absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hit. What I was trying to say is that I never wanted to start any episode by saying, in 1897, Charles and Max Hess, blah, blah, blah. 
I just wanted to get to the good parts, like in 1950 when Max Hess Jr.'s kangaroo got loose on West Livingston Street. But without taking the time throughout this project to record important dates in Hess's history, there would be no context for the things that make us most sentimental. So we'll do our best to be good stewards of the whole story. Thank you to Muhlenberg College Career Center for welcoming me and Joe into your space. Thank you, Ryan and Megan. And thank you for listening. I hope you find the best of everything every day. Until next time.